On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock, we talked about Google bugging out again, man. We covered some highly anticipated changes to Facebook's ads manager. Jess unveiled the birthday present that she got from Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> and Greg taught us all a new way to slay mythical beasts. All on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. We record live every Friday from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Join us each week for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn. And I'm Jess Budd. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock here on April 19th, 2019. Remember, you can catch your famous Friday news shows each and every Friday morning. And if you want to follow along with us, check out our show notes. Just head over to marketingclock.com for all the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. All right. And first up is from Facebook. They are improving ads manager and business manager. And this was announced a couple of days ago on my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you, Greg. And what are, are you, 21 yet? 21 several times over. <laughs> I won't tell you how many. <laughs> so what did Facebook get you on your birthday? So it was it was a pretty good present. They, uh, they made a statement, and I'll read it. Throughout the year, we'll be making updates to help businesses quickly create, manage, and analyze ad campaigns. I like the sound of that. There's a lot there. Attitude. Did they wrap that up for you or just put it in a blog post? They just put it in a blog post. Oh, it's kind of, kind of better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Less attention your way. I agree with you. Plus, if they wrapped it up for me, the rest of the world wouldn't have read it. And Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Of course, they don't need to because we're going to tell them. Oh, perfect. <laughs> everything that was in there. So. All right, rest of the world, open up your ears. Here we go. <laughs> Get ready. My gift to you on my birthday. So it, it sounds like there's a lot coming. Again, that statement's pretty broad. But as of this week, so this current week now, they've already started to roll out some changes to the new ads manager interface. So there, and I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen any changes? I do not see it on any of my clients at the moment. Me either. So what we can expect to see, hopefully... A simplified navigation, cleaner design, and a different overall management experience uh, as far as campaigns. Instead of that tabbed view, they're going to go with that nested view, which I think they were testing a while back we might have talked about on this show um, for sure. But so yeah, rather than tabs, they're going to nest things. And then they are offering an updated copy and paste functionality, which thank goodness because that duplicate or duplicate thing they have now is the worst. Yeah. It's the worst. I hate it so much. So I'm glad that um, an improvement on that is coming. There's lots more, too, that they kind of alluded to, but they didn't give a ton of detail. So we'll keep you posted if they have any further specific announcements on ads manager changes. And the thing I like the most is what you talk about, that nested view. Mm -hmm. And when you have those campaigns, like now you can edit it and you get that wonky thing from the right coming out and it's super slow and annoying and you can't actually see what's in there but this nested view looks cool you can say here are the ads that are within this certain campaign um, so it seems like a really nice feature again not sure exactly what's going to nest under there but that's what i'm most excited for to be able to yeah. see more just from the campaign level and it looks cleaner this the ads manager has been clunky and slow and the same for so long now hopefully this will speed it up and at least make it look nicer I hope so. And I mean, speaking of clunky and slow, they're also changing things on the business manager side because that's a pretty terrible platform too, I think. So they are promising a seamless process for agencies to onboard new clients, offering a better way for agencies to manage those clients and their historical reporting, as well as an easier way to assign and organize assets to people within your organization. So 
sounds like everything it should already be doing, but just better. Again, they didn't really give a lot of detail on this, but. And it's slow now. In order to get anywhere, <laughs> you have to click so many times. You have to get the right spot. And it is confusing. So it is. I like the fact that they're going to make it easier on us. Yes, I agree. But you know what would really make things easier and be the best birthday gift ever? Yes, I do. What? An offline Facebook ads editor. Oh, that was not on my list, but I would take that over what I was going to say, because that oh, would be great. If I was Mr. Zuckerberg, that's what I would have given you. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he should have done that a long time ago. <laughs> Get <laughs> yes. with the time, sir. That's what everyone else is doing. Yeah, maybe for your 20th birthday, you should have done that. <laughs> ah, yeah, right? See? I like what you did there. <laughs> so this year, though, what I want, if they're not going to do that, is better, or should I just say actual customer support, other than just a help forum that you have to sneak around in and look for things? It'd be nice to get in touch with a human. I know that our experience... Are you trying to light a fuse over here? (laughs) I'm not trying to light a fuse. I'm trying to tread lightly, but just a phone number or even a live chat feature, something I know that some accounts that spend a lot of money have access to that support, and that's really nice for those people, but there should be something for everyone to be able to find help. Okay, the fuse is is going off. It's going... (laughs) I'm sorry. It is incredible to me that none of these platforms actively care about servicing... Not even small businesses, but medium yeah. level businesses. Yeah. Nobody cares. Google is the worst. <laughs> Facebook is a close second. And overall, there's just no attention to, to trying to call. All people do is try to shake the change out of your pocket. Yes. Like, oh, you, you paused this campaign that you haven't spent in six months? Here, I'm going to get you three people trying to turn it back on. But anybody who's got an actual problem, there is no support it None. is the worst. None. I'm for, just for saying you're shaking businesses. my head. Yeah. For medium businesses. And for bigger businesses, it's like the opposite, which is cool. But at the same time, it's like, this is not fair in a way. You're a, you're a medium-sized business. You're trying to grow to be that big business. And you got these people just ignoring you, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is ridiculous. Ridiculous. It is. But that's how, yeah, never mind. Never mind. I won't get into it. So anyway, <laughs> I, I unfortunately don't think you're getting your birthday present next year either. I don't think so. But I would take an offline editor if they're offering that. I, that would be great. <laughs> I just made that up. So folks, that is not real. That no, is just but it's something we doing. want. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Next up is called Instant Loading Amp Pages from Your Own Domain from Google. And Google has announced that today we are rolling out support in Google's searches AMP web results, also known as Blue Links, <laughs> to... Linked to signed exchanges, and this came out, this news came out on the 16th, and you may be wondering, what is a signed exchange? Yes, please. A signed exchange is a file format that is defined in the web packaging specification that allows the browser to trust a document as if it belongs to your Mm -hmm. origin, so your page can appear under your URL. Now, what does that mean? Basically, AMP has had this kind of contentious relationship with many publishers because mm-hmm. you get to an AMP page and it sort of looks like you're actually, let's say we're on CBS or something. It looks like you're on CBS, but when you go to copy that URL, it's actually Google. And it says it'll be, you know, google.com forward slash AMP forward slash CBS, whatever. And it's not actually hosted on your domain. And this is changing. So I don't know if you've ever gotten like text messages or any kind of messaging and somebody sends an article and it's like the Google URL. Yes. And it's annoying. And especially if you're on desktop, because <laughs> like I'm, I'm on a desktop, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm whatever. So now you're going to be able to say instead of 
google.com forward slash amp forward slash www.marketingoclock.com. It'll just show up as marketingoclock.com. Which is nice. That looks cleaner. That seems like that's the page you're actually going to, too. I mean, you want to talk about sending text messages. People don't trust things necessarily. Yes. Even with Google. Yes. And the nice thing is there are other people trying to make it easy to implement these signed exchanges. Mm -hmm. And so Cloudflare is probably the the largest um, entity out there on the domain side. And they put out the a message here that Google AMP's crawler downloads the content of your website and stores it in the AMP cache many times a day. If your site has AMP real URL enabled, Cloudflare will digitally sign the content we provide to that crawler, cryptographically proving it was generated by you. So there are going to be more and more people making it easier to have this come from and show as your site. Everything's great, right? <laughs> I'm going to say yes because I know that you are. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> of course, everything's not great. <laughs> well, a former Googler, Pierre Farr, came out and kind of had this tweet rant, which we're going to link to in the show notes. And it was it was pretty interesting. I think it was about eight or nine tweets there. And we're going to tweet specifically. Um, and his idea was about the security and that I'll just read the, read the tweets here. He said, for example, looking at the animation in Google's announcement, the searcher asked for the website amp.dev, got the AMP content server from Google's cache, but notice how the browser bar says it's amp.dev. So why the controversy? Google is acting too quickly. Other browsers and internet stakeholders have well-founded concerns, and the correct mechanism is to address them is the standardization process. Google skipped all of that, period. Naughty, period. <laughs> Santa so wouldn't like that. And so that's from a Googler. And his thought is, hey, there needs to be a standardization process mm-hmm. if AMP is going to be more than just Google. And that hasn't happened. So there are other folks when we've seen Firefox have some issues with AMP in the past. But, you know, there is maybe push through a little bit too quickly, depending on who you ask. Pierre, maybe? Pierre would say so. (laughs) (laughs) But again, to to us, hey, that's something that is a positive towards a recommendation of AMP, right? You're Mm -hmm. now giving people and sending them to an actual URL that you own, not just, you know, google.com forward slash AMP. Yes, exactly. And it's also a lot less messy for analytics as well because everything's coming in as just one domain and all the content is right there. There's some you can see your AMP content in analytics, but there's a lot of configuration you have to do. This, you know, simplifies that, which is nice. Yep. And it makes it easy to do instead of kind of you could always do it but with some workarounds, but now yeah. it's all in the same URL. And that brings us to this week's lightning round. And at this point in the show, we split up our content into two parts, paid and Non-paid. <laughs> so I'll cover everything that has to do with advertising, and Greg covers the organic or... Non-paid. <laughs> That's great. I feel Thanks. like we just need a push button for yeah. this. Non-paid. Guys, he said that himself both times. That was good. So here's what's happening in the paid universe this week. Maximize campaign results with cost cap Bidding. And this comes from Facebook because that's, you know, they're just all over the news lately. Lots of stuff. More on that later. So they have uh, they released an announcement with a beautiful quote that I shall read to you. We've heard from businesses that in order to achieve certain campaign goals, it would be helpful to have a bid option that both controls costs and drives volume. To which I say, no way. (laughs) I mean, I guess people out there want to get the most out of their budget at a cost per conversion that makes good sense. Yeah, that's 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 what the good marketers want. Right. 
So yay, Facebook. Thank you. From the looks of things, this is pretty much what we are used to with target CPA bidding on Google ads. You set an overall daily budget and then also a target CPA, but Facebook calls it cost control. That's all, it, you know, just cost control. So that's optional. You don't have to set it, obviously, but it would be nice. So from there, Facebook will aim to get you the most conversion actions possible within your budget at an average cost per action that is no more than what you set as your cost control. So this is nice. I'm actually surprised they use the word cost. I'd picture somebody in like a, a T-shirt <laughs> and some hip shoes or something. You know, cost sounds too aggressive. I could picture that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cost, especially cost control. I could see it something like investment wrangling or something like Ooh, that. that you I mean, know? that's very fluffy. But something where it sounds like <laughs> it sounds more like cost. People are like, oh, cost. Yeah. I feel like people might use it more now. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, too, cost to me says budget or overall spend. It's not it, – because this is cost per action, cost but per control. conversion action. It sounds but like a weight loss program. Oh, like yeah, control, you want to get on cost co control. Cost <laughs> <Yeah>. control. <laughs> it's a weight loss program for your... Your wallet. What? Yeah, your wallet. Yeah, in a it's good financial way. wellness. That's like a buzzword. Is it? I don't know. I don't it know. is now. Maybe in the finance space. <laughs> I don't know. So this is rolling out throughout the year. I haven't seen it yet in any of my accounts, but it's a little early in the year. So I guess we'll just keep an eye out. And that's really all I have, Greg. I hope there's more news in the non-paid. There is much more non-paid news. And first up <laughs> this week is from Facebook again. And Facebook is testing merging newsfeed and stories together because everybody loves stories and everybody loves news. And instead of swiping down, you will scroll left to right and see each one of those updates in a big, bold format. And the researcher who is well-known for reverse engineering social media apps, Jane uh, Wong, spotted the test and tweeted about it on Monday. And it is kind of like a hybrid. So you're going to be able to get stories and you're going to be able to get the updates all at once. Do you know how much this is going to confuse my parents? <laughs> Uh, yes. They're the only Facebook <laughs> yes. users I know, and I talk about them a lot, but they're not going to know what to do with that. Yes. And, and also sponsored posts are going to show here. So you're going to have oh. one full swipe, and it'll be all a sponsored post. I mean, that's nice. Not for your parents. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm thinking of it selfishly about me as yes. an advertiser. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I don't really get the swiping left to right. No. I mean, maybe there's some research out there that people feel like they're exercising or something swiping so much i don't but it, it's no different to go left to right than it is to just go down right but i feel it's like you can go down and see more, like i just don't get why you only can see one thing i think and they're that, doing that on purpose they want you to i don't know i don't know we'll have to ask uh, uh jane wong here but anyway this could be interesting to try to accentuate the ads or get mm -hmm. more adoption of stories which Everybody is, is really pushing these days. So, you know, look for that in a news feed coming to you. But it is just a test still at, the, at this moment. Good. I hope it stays that way. I don't like I don't like it. Okay, next up, Google is investigating a new indexing bug, this time with Google News. Folks, we've got an infestation. <laughs> <laughs> and Google has said that this new indexing bug is impacting a limited number of publishers, and this is only for Google News. This indexing bug was uncovered on the 16th, and Danny Sullivan at Search Liaison on Twitter has said it was fixed, and he said that on the 17th, so on Wednesday. And this was not related to the indexing issue from last week. 
and it is only for certain news publishers. So again, if you're a news publisher, check that out, make an annotation. All of that data that's going to be given to you there that shows in analytics is going to be correct. It's just going to be lacking <laughs> if you've been affected. People are, are bugging. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right? <laughs> I mean, uh, if they're in the news business, I don't know. Yeah, this it's April's been a month of bugs. Yes. I insected nothing less from you Ooh, than that. that. that was good. <laughs> okay, next up, LinkedIn adds new teammates option to maintain connection with colleagues. LinkedIn is adding a new teammates option where you can say, these folks are people that I work very closely with. You can go to my network, and then there's enabled. If, if it's a turn on for you, you can say add teammates, and then you'll see people that are closely on your team. You'll see their updates come to you higher than other members. That's, I mean, that's great. As long as it doesn't interfere with my paid efforts on the platform. <laughs> <laughs> what I want, I've got a feature request. Yeah. I want our listeners to show up first for me. Ooh. That's what I want our lovely listeners yeah. to, to show up. Yeah, because, I mean, we're on the same team here, and I could just like, walk least, up to you and yeah. give you a verbal update. Yes, it's the least we can do for our listeners, I, is to hear, to, to, get, to hear them on LinkedIn. Yeah, let's okay. get them. Let's, we, should, we need to connect with them first, right? Yeah, that, that, you need to actually sign into a LinkedIn account. Yeah, I don't do that often. <laughs> I think you. I don't think I, you've signed into LinkedIn since I've known you. Yeah, probably not. Just for ads, which you know, if oh. we're begging for offline interfaces or any sort of help with editing, oh I could gripe about LinkedIn all day, but I won't because this is the non-paid section. All right. Next up, Google My Business is rolling out short names from Western New York's own Mike Blumenthal, and it is pretty much what you think here. <laughs> There's a new area that you can input a short name on Google My Business. And if it is turned on for you, I couldn't find it for my uh, all the my business accounts that I have access to. Me either. You can go to your business profile, go to the info tab, and then you put in a short name. It could be up to 32 characters, and I think there's a, a minimum as well. But um, then what will happen is you'll be able to put g.page and then your short name, and people can go right to your my business because that's what you want everybody to do, not go to your website or anything. Well, it's good for if you put like a little tent card on your register that says review us here. Yeah, that's right? great. I yeah. guess that's maybe the G. only G.page yeah. forward slash marketing clock. Beautiful. And if there's not one, it just goes right to a search. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's nice. Good. So they have a fail safe. Okay. Next up, de-indexing bug hits Google Search Console reports and tools. Man, <laughs> Google's really been bugging out here. <laughs> and this is from Barry Schwartz. Basically, the Search Console coverage and enhancement reports haven't caught up to that bug we talked about last week. So if you see some issues there, it will be fixed, and you can go to at, look at, at Google WMC for more information. And the tweet that they had was really cute. It said, Search Console is still recovering from the indexing issue. So I'm like, aw, Search Console is recovering from a bug. Poor thing. You know, because then they have the little cute avatar that's waving the little robot. So I, I feel sorry for it. I want to get it some apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, what, what else do you do? Ginger ale. Ginger ale. Yeah. Thing. Or the brat diet. I think that's the only reason people ever buy ginger ale. Really? I think so. You don't buy ginger ale? Do you buy ginger ale? Sometimes. Wow. Yeah. I, diet Coke, ginger ale. I wouldn't picture you a ginger ale kind yeah. of. I like burners, like super burny ginger. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Not all the time, but it's my second choice. Did not know that. Learn something new every day. All right. <clears throat> Next up, Facebook is building a voice assistant to rival Amazon's Alexa and Apple's Siri. 
And it's pretty much just what I said. (laughs) (laughs) They've been trying to do this since early 2018, and it's coming out of the augmented reality division and virtual reality group. Um, Usually they work on hardware, including Oculus headsets, which we'll hear more about soon. Mm. And, you know, coming soon there, that's probably why in 2018 they launched the amazing Portal product that they had. You don't hear about that anymore. What, Portal? Portal. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't heard about it, no, in months maybe. I hope that that's not their, their, like, prompt, you know, Uh. like, Portal. (laughs) What's Jess doing? (laughs) Portal, get over here. No, it's probably going to be something like, hey, Facebook, like, super boring. I bet they'll try to be cool about it, though. You know, remember they were doing all that creepy stuff to teens? You know, they probably, probably try to do something cool. What were they doing? Paying teens $20 to track all their information on their phones or yes, something creepy? Yeah, that, that sounds about right. I'm glad you clarified what yes, that was. Yes, but yeah, was, that, that was it. Was they were paying illegal. them. It was yeah, just no, something, something They were paying tracking. them peanuts for their data. Yes. So anyway, I hope that they call this portal <laughs> so that we can keep on saying that. But look for that. Facebook's voice assistant coming soon. Hmm. And that does it for this week's lightning round. And now it's time for this week's WTH. This week's WTH is called Facebook accidentally puts hidden messages like Big Brother is watching and the Masons were here in tens of thousands of VR controllers. That's a huge headline. Kind of gave it away there. Yeah, but it's good. That's, <clears throat> that one it is. is worth reading again, but don't. I People won't. Can I will rewind. read the messages again. But Facebook said that it accidentally hid bizarre <laughs> and quote unquote inappropriate messages inside of tens of thousands of virtual reality controllers. That's a lot of controllers. Yes, tens of thousands. (laughs) I think that these were all demos or prototypes um, that that made it out. I don't think these were paid actual folks, but these, again, were shipped out. And some of the messages include Big Brother is watching, like we talked about before. Mm -hmm. The Masons were here. This space for rent. And a few others said... And these ones were only for the dev kits, but they said, hi, iFixit, we see you. <laughs> and in case you know what iFixit is, it, they deconstruct every new release of something, open it up, show how it was made, shows what's inside of it. That's so pretty cool. That one is interesting. That's a fun little message. Yeah, but they could have just <clears throat> sent them one, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And to, to me, and to <laughs> me, this is on WTH because... It's not something to joke about at Facebook now. No. Privacy. It's no. not a jokeable thing. It's not a laughing matter. Especially for Facebook. I mean, really for anybody, but Facebook's getting a lot of heat lately. This is not right. good. That's one of those things. You get it if somebody puts in like code or something like poop or butt <laughs> or something. But, you know, to <laughs> That's say okay. like Big Brother is watching to something yeah. you put on your head or yeah. holding your hands while you've got something strapped to your head, it's like... Really not appropriate. No, you want to play around. And if this was only intended for prototypes, you want to have a little fun. I'm okay with that. But yeah, change your messaging. Just be like, I see you or like, butts forever. I see butts forever. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's what we needed. I see you, butts forever. Innocent things. Innocent things. Innocent things. Yes. Uh, But anyway, I think that the iFixit one would have been funny, That's but to cute. say Big Brother is watching is not a good look no. at all. No. And the Masons were here? Were they? I don't know if they'd like that. And they, they're talking about the Freemasons. Of course. What do you know about the Freemasons, Jess? I don't know much. I've seen National Treasure. <laughs> okay, I haven't. 
Oh, so what? I might know less than you. <laughs> well, I don't know. I know that I, some presidents were put there, like a secret society. Some people think it has to do with the Illuminati. Other, I don't really okay. know anything, but it's like some kind of secret society. And I don't think that they would want. I don't think they graffiti where they've been. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen National Treasure, but I have seen National Treasure 2, 3, and 4. There's only a 2, so oh. I know you haven't even seen it. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me. <laughs> it's like actually legitimately some of Nick Cage's best work. Seriously. Hope uh, is nodding her head. She agrees with me. That's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> I could name far worse films. <laughs> I mean, Wicker Man is number one. Haven't seen it, but I've seen the YouTube uh, montage of all his that, finest moments. Technically, if you've seen that, you've seen the movie. Oh, I've seen it then. Yes. I've seen Wicker Man 2, 3, and 4. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, another thing that I was thinking is like, somebody had to fabricate this, right? Yeah. Like oh, you, yeah. It's, it's one thing to put it like a joke, like message you write in somewhere, but you're actually typing something out and getting a screen printer to print this in. Mm -hmm. It's some kind of white printing on a black ribbon <laughs> inside this device. It's just weird. Very and intentional. WTH Facebook. WTH. This is not a good look. No, not a good look. But we had fun with it. So whatever. All right. And now it's time for this week's cool tool. And as a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. Something super useful this week if you want to get into structured data and you use WordPress. This week's cool tool is Yoast SEO, specifically version 11.0. So for those of you that don't know, just quickly, Yoast SEO is a WordPress plugin that helps you optimize your site. It has easy solutions for things like title tags and site maps, duplicate content, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But why is it on this week's cool tool, Jess? Because now this latest version... 11.0. 11.0. They have made it super easy to implement structured data on your site. The goal, obviously, being giving Google as much information as possible about the content on your site and what your site in general is about. So it's actually pretty neat. Uh, we'll link to it in the show notes, of course. But there's screenshots of how you implement this. And I feel like a lot of clients that we deal with or, you know, webmasters are afraid to implement structured data because yeah. there's it's difficult. It's It has traditionally been a tough execution, especially for people that don't have massive resources, massive mm -hmm. development resources. Yes. It, it's because there's a lot of code involved, obviously. Yes. And if you screw it up, it's not going to work. Yes. So this is really awesome because this, again, is a WordPress plugin and Yoast has made it so easy. They just ask you a couple questions about your site or about a piece of content and you fill in information like a person, whether your site's about a person or an organization, anything like this is the date in my article or the author. You literally just type in what the answer to their question is, and they do the rest for you. So it's pretty cool. They also have added structured data to some of their other um, their add-ons, their local SEO and news, as well as their WooCommerce add-ons. So you can add um, additional schema around any physical business locations that you have, specific news articles or products on your site. So again, they're really pushing the envelope with this and making it super, super simple so that you don't necessarily need those development resources to get this done if you're using WordPress. And in that full disclosure statement, I have not tried this with any clients. We typically mm -hmm. use development resources here to, to get that done. Yeah. And you may find some limitations. It's one of those things plugins can get you a good chunk of the way there, mm -hmm. but they may not be the end-all be-all for your specific needs. So might not be that silver bullet is that it? Magic bullet? Silver bullet? Silver bullet, right? You I think you're trying to kill a light. werewolf. Oh, you kill a werewolf with a coarse light? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, works. it's too cold. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it's not a silver bullet, but 
it is going to get so you can shoot the werewolf even if you don't slay it maybe yeah just freeze him to death with a kill <laughs> with a coors light <laughs> all right and that brings us to this week's must read marketing article of the week an article too in-depth too detailed for us to cover in its entirety on today's show this week's article comes from glenn alsop of detailed and the name of the article is advanced google chrome bookmarklets for seos a detailed guide and what glenn has done formerly of or maybe currently of viper chill i think his twitter handle is at viper chill that's a cool twitter handle yeah, he, he can he can handle the silver bullets apparently <laughs> <laughs> for snakes yes and he put together a fantastic article that broke down some of the hacks that he's got for his chrome browsing experience and he calls them bookmarklets it's not actually bookmarking uh site specifically but a little bit of of some some code or some instructions essentially that can help you save time and that's what i love and, and i thought that it was interesting with his first paragraph where he talked about the fact that people wondered how he did things so fast on his youtube videos and he's <laughs> like oh i'm gonna show you and he gives a bunch of cool bookmarklets that show you how to find common site issues with a single click, how to open multiple query tabs, how to instantly up extract up to 100 URLs from Google search results, highlight all links on a page with a nofollow attribute, which is cool. You can just hit this little bookmarklet and everything will be uh, will be highlighted that's, that has nofollowed. Quickly check for plagiarism or duplicate content on any website on Google that they use a lot of kind of standard Google <laughs> Google search operators, but it saves a lot of time. And it's, it's one fine. of these things you should read this article and bookmark each one of these little things. And he's got some different code for like AREFs versus versus SEM rush and things like that that can help you get to where you want to do. Nice. But it's it's really time saving, which is what I like. So. Do yourself a favor, future you, we're having a conversation. Go to detail.com, <laughs> load everything up that you think you would ever use, and then just put it in a folder. And when you need to know, hey, I want to see duplicate content from this term, boom, it goes right from that page and finds the duplicate content. Awesome, awesome article. It's genius from Glenn. So make sure you check that out. Thank you, Glenn. Yes, and, and your future you will thank you as well. And that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Remember, you can catch everything from the show on marketingoclock.com. While you're there, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Hack, where after our famous Friday news shows, we don't talk about marketing anymore, we just shoot the hack. This week, we're going to be playing everybody's favorite game, poke holes in this, yes. where I present a half-baked idea, and you try to poke holes in it. Who's you? Me? It's different this week. We got a little curveball coming. Can't wait. So, Jess, first idea, kid toys that actually work. And here's what I mean. I look at the toy aisle, and there's like a fake vacuum. And it's just a piece of plastic that is actually going to cause 
more litter and waste. Mm. Do you remember those little vacuums that had like a like that little thin stick that you used to be able to go back and forth like an actual non-powered vacuum that never really picked anything up, like a push broom? No, for kids? No, for humans. Oh, no. I no? don't remember that thing. You've never had like a anything that could pick things up? A vacuum? A push broom. Push maybe brooms don't maybe, pick anything. A push broom is a broom, though. It doesn't pick anything well, up. I don't know what they're called. There used to be these little things that would like pick up basic chunks of things. People would have them in their shops and things like that. Oh, the um, Black & Decker little things. Yeah, but there's no power to it. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh. Okay, you don't know what it is. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just saying there's ways <laughs> you can pick things up without having power. Like a static cling type deal. Like a Swiffer. Static cling. Swiffer. Perfect. Even okay. better example. All right. Right? So you're inside getting this fake vacuum, this is pile of plastic that doesn't do anything. What if you had kid toys that actually did something? You had that vacuum at the bottom, you put a Swiffer, and they're rolling around your kitchen floor. You don't even know. They don't know what they're doing. They're helping. They're cleaning, cleaning. the floor. I like that. Okay. That's a great idea. What else can we do use other than vacuums? What else you got? Ovens. I can actually cook food. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's safe for children. I feel like the, the vacuum idea I okay. support. The ovens you might, I mean, remember Easy Bake Ovens were like setting a blaze? Yes. I don't think we should have working no, no. ovens I, for children. I started with the vacuum and I wanted to, I, I'll, I'll think of some more, but yeah. I'm sure there's other things out there. Lawnmowers. Perfect. Blades? Oh, no, blades for no, children. I take back. I take back. Welcome, welcome to Craig's Kids <laughs> Toy Store. We got okay. blades and hot items. Just the vacuum. Okay, yeah. next up for the next. So did you poke any holes in it? The Only vacuum if you idea. have unsafe children. No, in the, the vacuum idea is approved. Prototype okay. it. Put a little secret message in there that, you know, Santa's watching. Okay. My kids won't understand that. <laughs> but all right. Mark Zuckerberg will. <laughs> all right, and we're going to bring hope on for this one because oh. this one is canine related. And I don't think you oh. are qualified to poke holes I'm not. This. I'm a feline person. Yes. Not that I, I love dogs. Okay, Hope, okay. get in here. So this idea, when you take your dogs out and you're out in nature, many times you want to tie them up like around a tree. And Hope, do you have one of those dog leashes with a handle on there that you can limit and give more real if they need it? I don't personally have that, but like I've used one before. Okay. So the problem with those you're out with your kids. You want to kick a ball with your kids. You don't want your dog to go flying off in, I don't know, somebody else's yard, let's say. What you have to do is you have to unleash your dog for a second, loop the rope around a tree, and then go through the handle and leash it back to the dog. And you basically make kind of like a lasso by doing that. Around the tree? Yes. So they're just tied up to the tree? Yes. That's and your idea? No, no. This is the problem. <laughs> I'm outlining the problem. Do you understand? The problem is you have to unhook your dog for a second. Yeah. Go through that handle, that big circular handle, and then go back and attach it to the dog. And then yeah. the dog. But you basically just made like a little leash planted in the ground, but it's tethered to a tree. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the problem is you have to undo it, the dog from the collar, the leash, mm -hmm. to put it through that hole. Right. And then you have to leash it back up. And it's annoying. It's like a second. It's a very annoying second. And so what my thought is, you have, and I've seen additions to these, these leashes, these, these handled leashes, where they put a flashlight on top, which is really dumb because it's like you're just going to be like walking your dog all over, <laughs> flailing your hands around. I want a carabiner on top attached to the handle. 
so that what I do, I tell my dog to sit, I walk around, I never undo the leash from the collar, I just clip it on to the carabiner, and then I can go for a minute and do whatever, fix whatever my kid got themselves into. Um, Poke holes in that. I don't know. I don't see it as necessary. You just hold the dog <laughs> by the collar and walk around the tree. And also, <laughs> I don't think I've ever gone to a park and looped my dog around a tree. Okay. And just left them there. That's like abandonment. It's not leaving them there. <laughs> what I'm saying is there's a soccer goal and your dog is going to chew through your kid's ball. You need to have them tethered to a tree. They're outside. They've got. What if there's no trees around? Well, then we've got problems. <laughs> All right. So I guess, I guess it's. Uh, I too- I see your point, but I don't. I don't think it's necessary. Okay. Too niche of a Just market. Just train your dog. That's mine. Wow. Solution. Shots fired, folks. <laughs> Shots fired. Thank you for having me on the show. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And that was Hope. All right, Jess. Wow, train your dog. I mean, that's important. We are going to end with one last one because we've been going along here. And this is a rehash of one of my previous ideas. Yes, okay. In a better format. Okay. You poked holes in my hot sauce diet idea Mm because I didn't really think it through. And my diet idea was that if you're really hungry – Eat some hot sauce and you'll forget about your hunger, you'll hydrate yourself, and it's got all the different nutrients that your your dad, who's a purveyor of hot sauces, tells us about. Yes, which we have no proof, but we like, yeah. like his theory. I forgot that you need to actually eat calories and things. I was just thinking about like a yes. kind of hack. Yeah. So he, I turned it into something really interesting, and it's called Building Burn, and it is a restaurant where you start eating and up to your normal caloric intake that you should have for a meal, you've got a very little amount of hot sauce. And then you can ask for more food and it gets a little bit hotter. And then you ask for a little bit more food and it gets hotter and it keeps gradually stepping up the heat level so that at some point you're like, I don't even want to eat anymore. I just want to eat the portion that I asked for initially. (laughs) And it's called Building Burn. Love the name. <laughs> Thanks. I did not expect that. <laughs> I just made it up while I was thinking and trying to speak. Yeah, it's a good name and it's a good effect for hot sauce to have. But I'm a little concerned with the fact that you think that people are going to ask for seconds at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> let's say, let's say it, it's like family style. How do you control that? You got one bowl of mashed potatoes. Machine learning. <laughs> Machine learning <laughs> and artificial intelligence. <laughs> and as you go along, you're eating your calories that you would like to eat. And then for more, you have to kind of go out on a limb and experience the fire. I feel like a cheaper solution would be that you just have your server with a little eyedropper. And he's keeping an eye on how much you've eaten. And he just comes along and puts little dips in your food more and more and adds spice when you should stop eating. Okay. You don't need to pay for all these <laughs> machines to learn okay. artificial intelligence. You do need to pay for the labor, though. Okay. Well, so what, do you, what do you think about the idea, whether it be machines or whether it be humans, increasing the heat level because most – you and I, it would be terrible. We would just be, eat everything. We'd eat everything. Just to get on fire, yeah. Most people, though, you'd be like, oh, this is a good one. I'm, I'm going to tap out now. This is fine. As a replacement for the hot sauce diet. <laughs> which is a bad idea. Which is a bad idea. 
I think it's an improvement. However, it's an entirely different concept. And there's people that need portion control that maybe don't like spicy food. So maybe this is how we start the revolution. And then, oh, no, then the eyedropper has different things in it that people don't like, like seaweed. Ew. Can you, <laughs> is that, that's not liquid, though. <laughs> you could liquefy it? it. Ew, seaweed juice. Seaweed Fish juice. sauce. Yeah, I think okay. you're on to something. Needs a little fleshing out. But yeah, if we, if we can just keep humans employed and take the machine learning out of it, we can get off the ground real quick. Okay. Building burn. We. See you next week. <laughs>